0: never remain free, if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests.
1: In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem, government is the problem.
0: Praise and pass the ammunition, ammunition, ammunition.
1: The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. Um, this is Restoration Hour, on uh, June 11th, 2022. Sorry for the delay, I was uh, uh, looking at my cell phone clock and the clock said 445. <laughs> I've been having difficulty with my cell phone service lately and it turned out uh, that, that was terribly off and I looked at the time on my computer and I saw it's after 7 o'clock already. So here I am. Sorry I'm late. But uh, it's not my fault. I swear, it's not my fault. Anyway, so uh, but we're going to have uh, Daryl McClanahan on for the second hour this evening. His campaign uh, has gotten momentum and he's going to be telling us all about it uh, at uh, around 8 o'clock uh, Central Time. And uh, so right now, I want to talk about the war in Ukraine, the UNS Review, and uh, this is an alternative media selection. The UNS Review is a a website we refer to quite often. And uh, it's one of those deals where you can never trust mainstream media. There's nothing in the world that mainstream media is telling us that's true. And the war in Ukraine is just another example of that. So uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be discussing that and maybe a couple other uh, news items uh, be, uh, before uh, Daryl McClanahan joins us. So uh, I'm uh, just logging into the chat room now. Hopefully, uh, sorry for keeping you all waiting. All right, yeah, we all have to practice our fighting skills. This is, uh, it's getting close. It's very close to the bitter end, folks. Very close. So I'm going to copy this link and post it in the chat area. And here it is. And the war in Ukraine marks the end of the American century. Well, you know, we've done shows about the... The 20th century being the Jewish century, because the Jews, through the Rothschilds, through the creation of the United Nations, the creation of the Israeli state, and international banking, uh, totally run by Jews, assassinating all of our politicians and any other country's politicians who don't agree with Jewish politics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, 20th century was indeed the Jewish century, and that's continuing here into the 21st century, as we get as the Jews get more and more into total dictatorship over the entire planet. And we know that uh, their real the their real target is America, and the reason they want America is because we they know we're the only nation on the face of the earth that has gun rights, although I guess they have gun rights in Switzerland too, but Switzerland doesn't present any major problems to the international Jew. It's only America because America is a Christian country, founded as a Christian country, a Christian republic, and we do still have a constitution which uh, people have to adhere to, and if they dare openly defying the constitution without a lot of deceit, like pretending that the... Uh, that, uh, that religion is uh, and freedom of speech don't exist anymore. <laughs> freedom of religion, freedom of exist don't exist. Uh, but, uh, of course, this is an absolute lie. The uh, freedom of religion is, says that, that Congress shall pass no law with respect to the free exercise of religion and the practice thereof. So uh, the international Jew is trying to do away with Christianity altogether and uh, it doesn't say anything about separation of church and state. That is a false interpretation of the First Amendment. So, But this is how they do it. They do it by deceit. And so they've been trying like crazy to do away with the Second Amendment. And uh, somebody just told me recently that this uh, black woman who has been selected for the Supreme Court, uh, she is going to lead the charge to getting rid of the second amendment that's the reason she's in there and indeed as ever since she was selected we've had an uptick in school shootings there's like one two or three forced school shootings every week so they're really ramping up the anti second amendment false flags they're they're never ending and so we can see they're going to try to get rid of the second amendment We'll see how that goes. We'll see if the gun owners in America will put up with this BS, this uh, fraudulent claim that uh, guns kill people instead of, it's, and it's it's interesting because the, the left can burn down cities, they can kill each other in the ghettos of Chicago with guns, and nobody complains. But... The, the thing the Rothschilds fear most is the American, white American gun owner, the largest militia in the world, 200 million of us, and who knows how many trillion rounds of ammunition that we can put uh, against them. So this they fear this tremendously. They fear the United States of America. It's the only country in the world they actually fear. All the other countries have been totally taken over them by them via socialism, communism, uh, total economic control. And even though they do control America economically as well, uh, we, our small business enterprises still provide the vast bulk of jobs and a large portion of the gross national product, uh, not associated with international corporations. So it's really the corporate world the globalist corporate world against America. This is the scenario for the end times. And uh, the war in Ukraine is part of, it's a distraction to give the Rothschilds time to gather their forces against America and to starve us out. Okay, starve us out is the number one issue. Raise our prices so that Uh, We can't afford to live anymore. So everything they can possibly do to destroy the American people, they are doing currently. So let's get to this article. Quote, the ferocity of the confrontation in Ukraine shows that we're talking about much more than the fate of the regime in Kiev. The architecture of the entire world order is at stake, unquote, stated by Sergei Naryshkin, Director of Foreign Intelligence. Okay, now which country (laughs) Uh, is is he from? Is he from Ukraine? Is he from Russia? Who knows? It's not stated here, here in this article. We'll find out maybe. Here's your reserve currency thought for the day. Every U.S. dollar is a check written on an account that is overdrawn by $30 trillion. Well, yeah, they're bankrupting america They're bankrupting the planet in order to destroy America. They'll do everything they possibly can to destroy America, which means if they have to, they'll bankrupt the entire planet. It's true. The full faith and credit of the U.S. Treasury is largely a myth held together by an institutional framework that rests on a foundation of pure sand. But it's pretty sand. This is a nice speech. In fact, the USD, U.S. dollar, actually the Federal Reserve note, is not worth the paper it is printed on. It is an IOU flailing in an ocean of red ink. The only thing keeping the U.S. dollar from vanishing into the ether is the trust of credulous people who continue to accept it as legal tender. Well, of course, we've been conditioned to accept it as legal tender. They used to The U.S. dollar, of course, is 375.2 grains of silver, which is a weight, that's how it's defined in the Constitution, and the original paper dollar was a more convenient form, but was exchangeable for silver. you yeah, remember silver t- certificates? Remember that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, uh, so, silver certificates went out the window when LBJ and his crew assassinated JFK because he had uh, the Treasury put silver c- certificates into circulation. But the banksters and uh, their Jewish henchmen all over the world uh, have uh, substituted their fiat money, fiat money paper, which they can print at will and uh, spend in circulation for any purpose they please. And it costs us inflation and higher taxes. But let's continue. But Why do people remain confident in the dollar when its flaws are known to all? Well, they're not known to all. Very few people understand how this system works. It's it's Mystery Babylon, the fractional reserve banking system. Hardly anybody knows how it works, and they certainly don't reveal it. Although we have a book by Bruce G. McCarthy called Lawful Money versus Legal Plunder, in which he explains it all. It's a hundred page book. And you can get a copy of this book from us at American National Publishing. And it's uh, available for twenty five dollars at uh, 900 Commerce Place, number 1016, Forsyth, Illinois, 62535. Again, that's lawful money versus legal plunder. Uh, send a check or money order to ANP 900 Commerce Place, number 1016, and that's Forsyth, Illinois, six two five three five, and he will explain it. He he does a really good job of explaining it. Now I may just turn this into an audiobook. I just recently completed an audiobook on on Jack Moore's a book on the Talmud and how Judaism is based on the Talmud and how, how evil a book that is. So this is a definitely a book worth such an effort to record an audiobook for so i'm going to put that on my to-do list but let's continue here in order to answer that question after all america's 30 trillion dollar national debt is hardly a secret nor is the additional 9 trillion that's piled up on the feds balance sheet that's a stealth debt of which the american people are completely unaware but they are responsible for all the same well yeah that's because every dollar put into circulation is loaned into circulation by the Fed at a certain rate of interest, okay? So anybody who has any money they borrows it. <laughs> that's the way it works. They borrow it or they earn it, but the, the person they may earn it from borrowed it from the Fed, okay, and the Federal Reserve System. So it's all debt money, and that's what the point that, that Bruce G. McCarthy makes in his book, it's all debt money because it's all loaned into circulation. However, there is another aspect to this, namely the Fed just keeps on printing money and pays off the corporations to do their dirty work for them, okay? And this money is not loaned into circulation. This money is spent into circulation by the Fed and given to their pet corporations, okay? That's how they finance war. There haven't been any... Resolutions by Congress to finance any wars, even though war is an ongoing thing everywhere for the American military. That's because the Rothschilds simply spend this money into circulation to finance the war. We're not taxed for that. If we were being taxed for all these war expenditures, we'd all be bankrupt. Every single taxpayer would be bankrupt. So that's why they don't tax us for that. They simply create the money and spend it into circulation. So it's like a Monopoly game. You know, the guy who, there's four players, and one is the distributor of the funds. He doles out the money to start the game, and then you throw your dice and you, you move your pieces across the board. But the guy who runs the game, and this is the Federal Reserve now, they can reach underneath the table and pull out more money whenever they need it. The other players don't don't do that, can't do that. And so you know who's going to win the game. The Fed is always going to win the game. So the answer to that question, we need to look at how the system actually works and how the dollar is propped up by the numerous institutions that were created following World War II. These institutions provide an environment for conducting history's longest and most fragrant swindle. The exchange of high-ticket manufactured goods, raw materials, and hard labor for slips of green paper with dead presidents on them, right? As if they honor those presidents. One can only marvel at the genius of the elites who concocted this scam and then imposed it wholesale on the masses without a peep of protest. Well, there was protest. Uh, when the Federal Reserve Act was being proclaimed, there were a lot of people protesting against it, famous people protesting against it. But they had Woodrow Wilson over a barrel, because of his affair with Mary Peck, and he was being blackmailed to sign all this legislation, including the Federal Reserve, and also for getting us into World War I. He was blackmailed on account of the affair he was having, or had had actually, with Mary Peck. So they were holding this as kind of like the sword of Damocles over his head, and not like uh, Bill Clinton, who was having affairs all over the place, and the media was covering up for him, <laughs> right? It was a different era then. Yeah, presidents couldn't get away with that kind of stuff in those days. So he had a choice to make, either submit to the blackmail or confess to the American people that he had had this affair and say, I'm not taking any bribes from these people. But of course, if he had gone public and said that, he w- wouldn't have lived a few more days if he had said that. So that, that was a situation. That, that's how these banksters work, these Jew banksters. So let's continue. Of course, the system is accompanied by various enforcement mechanisms that swiftly remove anyone who tries to either break free from the dollar or, God help us, create an alternative system altogether. Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi come to mind. Yeah, they were murdered by the international bankers because they refuse to you know, use the Federal Reserve note. But the fact is, aside from the institutional framework and ruthless extermination of dollar opponents, there's no reason why humanity should remain yoked to a currency that is buried beneath a mountain of debt and whose real value is virtually unknowable. Well, the only value it has is the fact that people still use it to exchange, uh, you know, commodities for it. But uh, it's fast becoming so highly inflated that nobody wants to use it anymore. But those people who have no choice but to use it, namely the American people, and because uh, we don't have a, an alternative currency, except we do have gold and silver, but uh, the bankers have always chosen to take gold and silver out of circulation and put their paper money in its place. So... And it really, there's not enough gold and silver to run the economy anyway, because it's all in bank vaults owned by the Jews. So he says, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when the dollar was the strongest currency in the world and deserved its spot at the top of the heap. Following World War I, the U.S. was the owner of the majority of the world's gold which was why an international delegation decided that the world's currencies would no longer be linked to gold but could be pegged to the U.S. dollar, quote, because the greenback was itself linked to gold, unquote. Here's more from an article at Investopedia. And there's uh, about a four-paragraph quotation here. Quote, the arrangement came to be known as the Bretton Woods Agreement. It established the authority of central banks, Which would maintain fixed exchange rates between their currencies and the dollar. In turn, the United States would redeem US dollars for gold on demand. Unquote, I believe, or is this, I guess it's one long quote. The US dollar was officially crowned the world's severe currency and was (laughs) reserve, right? Not severe, sorry, folks. And was backed by the world's largest gold reserves thanks to the Bretton Woods Agreement. Instead of gold reserves, other countries' accumulated reserves of U.S. dollars. Needing a place to store their dollars, countries began buying U.S. Treasury securities, which they considered to be a safe store of money. The demand for Treasury securities, coupled with the deficit spending needed to finance the Vietnam War and the Great Society domestic programs, caused the United States to flood the market with paper money. The demand for gold was such that President Richard Nixon was forced to intervene and de-link the dollar from gold, which led to the floating exchange rates that exist today, which also led to an Arab rebellion uh, because uh, it was also uh, the the dollar was linked to oil as well. And uh, America promised the Arab nations, oil-producing nations, that they could exchange their Federal Reserve notes for gold. But Nixon closed the gold window, and that led to, you remember if you lived in those times in the 70s? when uh, all of a sudden there was a shortage of oil and you you couldn't get gas at the gas station because of the Arab boycott? Well, that that can happen any time, folks. And um, it might as well be happening now because the price of oil is skyrocketing everywhere, not just Ukraine, not just Russia, but everywhere. Although there have been periods of stagflation, which is defined as high inflation and high unemployment, The U.S. dollar has remained the world's reserve currency, and this is from an article entitled How the U.S. Dollar Became the World's Reserve Currency, Unquote, Investopedia. But now the gold is gone. (laughs) Yeah, there's no gold in Fort Knox, folks. And what's left is a steaming pile of debt, paper money that can easily catch fire. So how on earth has the dollar managed to preserve its status as the world's preeminent currency? Proponents of the dollar system will tell you it has something to do with the size and strength of the U.S. economy and the dominance of the U.S. financial markets, unquote. But that's nonsense. The truth is, reserve currency status has nothing to do with the size and strength of America's post-industrial, service-oriented, bubble-driven, third-world, blah-blah-hole economy, nor does it have anything to do with the alleged safety of U.S. treasuries which next to the dollar is the biggest Ponzi flim-flam of all time. Yeah, it's a bunch of Ponzi scams all working together at the same time. The real reason the dollar has remained the world's premier currency is because of the cartelization of central banking. Yeah, and they have their central bank digital currency all, all lined up, ready to go, in case there's an international collapse that can't be fixed by more printing more money. Okay, the inflationary spiral has to come to an end, as it did for, uh, in the days of the French Revolution. The French Revolution was being financed by paper money, higher inflation, year after year after year, until the government finally collapsed because they couldn't manage their checkbook anymore. Uh, the, and the same thing happened in Weimar, Germany, when the government, uh, who, which was a Jewish controlled government, constantly printed more and more money until the economy finally collapsed, okay? So every hyperinflation in history has always ended in a total collapse, and this time it's global, and the reason that, that it has taken so long to collapse is because it's global. As long as there is a customer out there willing to take Federal Reserve notes in exchange for their goods, even though the Federal Reserve note uh, might double, <laughs> double in price, meaning it loses half its value by the end of each day, okay, that that spells the doom of the Federal Reserve note internationally. And that is what's going to happen. There's no preventing this. And uh, all the economists know it. The Fed knows it, that the days of the U.S. dollar are numbered. Okay, that's why they have their digital currency all lined up, ready to go. And by the way, that central bank digital currency, CBDC, is also uh, designed is going to be to replace Bitcoin as well, because all they have to do is make Bitcoin illegal, and if you get caught using Bitcoin to purchase anything, you will be hit with a fine or be thrown in jail. That's that's how fragile that market is. But you know, as, as long as you have Bitcoin and can make purchases with it, go for it. But uh, be uh, be cautious because. It is not a guaranteed uh, form of exchange. It's not guaranteed. The, the central banks can destroy it anytime they want by just passing laws against it. Okay, and of course, there's always an underground, but uh, it, it's also Internet dependent. So they can cut off your Internet. <laughs> if, if they cut off your Internet, you can't use Bitcoin. And so it's a monetary mafia. That's correct. And as George Carlin famously said, you and I are not in it. You and I are not in the big club. Bottom line, it is the relentless manipulation of interest rates, forward guidance, and quantitative easing, which is money spending money like it's going out of style, and printing it like it's going out of style, that has kept the dollar in its lofty but undeserved spot. Well, I mean, if it weren't the dollar, it would be some other currency, any currency the international bankers control. They're gonna prop it up to the last to the last day, and that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna be propped up to the last day as they prepare for the changeover to the central bank digital currency. So let's continue. But all that is about all that is about to change due entirely to Biden's reckless foreign policy, which is forcing critical players in the global economy to create their own rival system. And yes, that is correct. A rival system is being created. And it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a rough ride, folks. It's going to be a rough ride from here on out. Okay, this is a tragedy for the West and has enjoyed, that has enjoyed a century of nonstop wealth extraction from the developing world. Yeah, by, by buying stuff with inflated paper money. Now, due to the economic sanctions on Russia, an entirely new order is emerging in which the dollar will be substituted for national currencies, processed through an independent financial settlement system. In bilateral trade deals until later this year, Russia launches an exchange-traded exchange-traded commodities-backed currency that will be used by trading partners in Asia and Africa. And this is certainly a possibility. We already have the BRICS nations having their own international trade organization apart from the globalist Jewish established system. Washington's theft of Russia's foreign reserves in April turbocharged the current process, which was further accelerated by banning of Russia from foreign markets. Okay, so I'm not sure, Yeah, you know, this is a statement I'm not familiar with, Washington's theft of Russia's foreign reserves in April, uh, I haven't heard it put that way, so I'm not sure what the how that happened, or, you know, it certainly isn't Fedline news anyway. In short, U.S. economic sanctions and boycotts have expanded the non-dollar zone by many orders of magnitude and forced the creation of a new monetary order. Okay, well, if that happens and the Fed has to bail on the Federal Reserve note, well, then they will surely switch to their... Banker's digital currency. They want to have that anyway because they want to keep track of everybody. And so you won't be able to buy anything with paper money anymore. It'll just be digits on your cell phone, on your computer, and wherever. It's going to be purely electronic. So and that they control uh, with their big computer in, in Belgium, the one they call the beast. So how dumb is that? For decades, the U.S. has been running a scam in which it exchanges its fish wrap currency for things of genuine value. Oil, manufactured goods and labor. But now the Biden troop has scrapped that system altogether and divided the world into warring camps. Now, did they do this deliberately? So he asks the question, why? To punish Russia. Is that it? Yes, that's it. But if that's the case then shouldn't we try to figure out whether the sanctions actually work or not before we recklessly change the system? Well, my position on this is the the international banksters know that the days of the Federal Reserve note are numbered, so let's blame any collapse on some other entity besides the banking system, right? That's all that's going on here. All right. So, but if that's the case, then shouldn't we try to figure out whether the sanctions actually work or not before we recklessly change it? No. Because they they want to collapse the world economy anyhow, so they can substitute their central bank digital currency. But it's too late for that, he says. The war on Russia has begun and the early results are already pouring in. Just look at the way we've destroyed Russia's currency, the ruble. It's shocking. Here is the scoop from an article at CBS, quote, The Russian ruble is the best performing currency in the world this year. Two months after the ruble's value fell to less than a U.S. penny, amid the swiftest, toughest economic sanctions in modern history, Russia's currency has mounted uh, a stunning turnaround. The ruble has jumped 40% against the dollar since January. Okay, so apparently, by sanctioning a trade with Russia, the ruble fell. But the problem is that Russia exports oil and gas and other supplies to Western Europe. And Western Europe doesn't have any other source for these goods, at least not that are any cheaper and and typically a lot more expensive than what they can get from Russia. So Russia is bound to rebound, and it has, according to this statement. All right? Normally, a country facing international sanctions and a major military conflict would see investors fleeing on a steady outflow of capital, causing its currency to drop. I'll bet the international bankers themselves are investing in the ruble. The ruble's resiliency means that Russia is partly insulated from the punishing economic penalties imposed by Western nations after its invasion of Ukraine. Quote, Russia's ruble is the strongest currency in the world this year, unquote, statement from CBS News. Now, for this, the difference between Russia today and Germany prior to World War II is that Germany did not have the natural resources That Russia has. Russia is the largest country on the face of the earth. It it actually goes from the Baltic to the Pacific. It's the largest country on the face of the earth. uh, Filled with tremendous natural resources. All of which can be sold on the international market. For whatever uh, Russia wants to accept in exchange. And so... So the ruble is only a problem for them buying stuff in other countries with the ruble. But uh, the internal economy of Russia is not going to be affected by this. Unlike Germany, which did not have the natural resources to rely on that Russia does. So whenever sanctions were imposed on Germany, that put a real crunch on Germany just before World War II, and that's how the Rothschilds Waged economic war against Germany, but uh, this doesn't this doesn't work against Russia today, because of Russia's enormous amount of natural resources. So, the question: You mean the attack on the ruble didn't work after all? Sure looks that way, but that doesn't mean the sanctions are a failure. Oh no, just a, just look at the effect they've had on Russian commodities. Export receipts are way down, right? Here's more from CBS, quote, commodity prices are currently sky high, and even though there is a drop in the volume of Russian exports due to embargoes and sanctioning, the increase in commodity prices more than compensates for these drops, unquote, said Tatiana Orlova, leading emerging markets economist at Oxford e- Economics. Russia is pulling in nearly $20 billion a month from energy exports. There you go. $20 billion a month. From energy exports. Since the end of March, many foreign buyers have complied with a demand to pay for energy in rubles, pushing up the currency's value. Uh, This is again from this article Russian ruble is the strongest currency in the world this year. So, because of Russia's enormous natural resources, they don't need to use any international currency. (laughs) They just don't. They have goods to trade. And whatever the, the buying comp, uh, country, or company for that matter, wants to, whatever currency they want to use, Russia will take it. Okay? They can spend that currency for other goods they might need. But I would say Russia is probably the one nation in the face of the earth that doesn't need what the rest of the world has. Okay? They're insulated. They're economically insulated. So the author here says, you're kidding me. You mean the ruble is surging and Putin is raking in more dough on commodities than ever before? Yep, and it's the same deal with Russia's trade surplus. Take a look at this excerpt from an article in The Economist. Quote, Russia's exports have held up surprisingly well, including those directed to the West. Sanctions permit the sale of oil and gas to most of the world to continue uninterrupted. And a spike in energy prices has boosted revenues further. Yeah, well, whose fault is that? Okay. So, if the West is making economic war against Russia, it's failing miserably. As a result, analysts expect Russia's trade surplus to hit record highs in the coming months. And the IIF uh whatever that is reckons that in 2022 the current account surplus which includes trade and some financial flows could come in at 20, 250 billion 15% of last year's gdp more than double the 120 billion recorded in 2021 and that's in, uh, denumerated in dollars That sanctions have boosted Russia's trade surplus and thus helped finance the war is disappointing, says Mr. Vistesen. Ms. Ribakova reckons that the efficacy of financial sanctions may have reached its limits. A decision to tighten trade sanctions must come next. So, folks, sanctions against Russia are not working, and we predicted that they wouldn't work because of Western Europe's dependency on Russian commodities such as oil, gas, etc. And that has proven to be true. So what's going on here? As we've been saying in the past, what's really going on here is that the war in Ukraine is being staged as a diversion for the international collapse of the U.S. dollar, Okay, the Federal Reserve note. So they can blame everything on Putin and Russia and say, see, it's not our fault. We banksters, you know, our hands are clean. We're totally innocent of any of this stuff. Blame Russia. Blame Putin for any financial collapse, for the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Because, you see, the U.S. dollar is falling vis-a-vis the ruble now. Continuing here. But such measures could take time to take effect. Yeah, well, they're not intended to take effect. It's just an excuse. The war in Ukraine is just a sideshow designed to give the banksters time and an excuse, a pretext for blaming some other entity other than themselves for the global inflationary spiral. All right? That's what they're good at, blaming somebody else. Okay, so uh, I think uh, I don't think we need to go into this article any deeper. and uh, I promised Daryl that I would have him on for the second hour of today's show. So I'm going to go ahead and call him right now. So uh, we'll take a quick it's going to take me a couple minutes to get this call going. So if you want to take a break or just uh, or just hang tight while we make this call, And so I have to get his number, and we should have him on the air within a couple of minutes. And as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, he's uh, his his campaign is gaining momentum, and he's got a lot of interesting uh, stories for us this evening. So the call is going through. All right. Hey, Daryl. Hello. How are you? Okay. You settled into your home. You're comfortable enough to do a show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. And I didn't have a chance to check out the email you said I should look for. I can do that while we're having this interview. Well, okay. But go ahead. Go There's ahead a lot and
0: uh, to talk about. Yeah. Are we on, are we on the air?
1: Yes, we're on the air.
0: Oh, so I'm running for U.S. Senate. I went to court the other day and they arrested me at court. The charges I've oh. been fighting from Ozark, the, okay. from Ozark County, Missouri. Uh, I was arrested on the same charges. I was indicted by a grand jury so they wouldn't have to present any evidence at the uh, preliminary hearing. Okay. And so they, I so have you, an attorney now, so that's a blessing. If anyone has been at race and to my legal defense fund, we're going to be setting up a, a give, send, go. We just haven't had anyone to do it. I'm oh, yeah. winging it on my own here. And then when you go to court and the, and. I appeared for the property if you followed the Missouri Battle Flag YouTube channel and the property line dispute and,
1: right yeah uh,
0: i was I showed up for that and and uh they indicted me on the other charges, and it was thirty five hundred so they owe me fifteen hundred back on the original fifteen hundred where they kicked our front door in right and arrested me for a YouTube video. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, know I'm arrest- you know I'm arrested for making a YouTube video.
1: Right, And I right. can't
0: discuss it. I have a, a fine young man who's an attorney, and he's a godsend, That god. Okay. You know, and the prosecutor, see, I'm saying too much, but the prosecutor said, oh, we wanted to change a venue so it would be close to the Kansas City metro. We got a, a, a guy out of Kansas City to help me. But yeah, yeah. The U.S. Senate race is, uh, they had, uh, Do you find that email yet? They had, uh, no,
1: oh, they go had ahead. the
0: top three. Last Tuesday, they had the top three cancel a scheduled debate that they all agreed that they would show up to at Eric huh who's our former governor. See my tweet. I've got a, a what you'll need for Eric Greitens, uh date and it's duct tape, blindfold and a Polaroid. And uh-huh. and uh, that's him. And then we got Porky Pig running <laughs> and we got Eric Schmidt. But uh Eric Gridens didn't show up to it because he didn't want to take any questions about character because, of course, in politics, character <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. And I have certain character flaws. We all do. All right. Uh, and then Billy Long, he was, he's an elected congressman uh, several times. Uh, he's been reelected uh, the congressman. We have Vicki Hartzler, uh, congress lady. I think they should do the job they were elected to do and step out of my way and let me be U.S. senator from Missouri. And the attorney general knows about the Jeffrey Winehouse case. And if you go to my Facebook, there's we just ca- jeffrey Jeffrey uh, made me aware of a case uh, of a man that was accused of killing his wife. She killed herself and they ruled it a suicide. They tested his uh, robe for paraffin and his hand if he had fired a gun. And it showed he had not fired a gun that night. OK, and but she had and killed herself. And, but then the sister came and complained, and the trooper didn't admit that evidence. And they, the guy did eight and a half years. This happened back in 07. He did eight and a half years here in Missouri jail, and they won't let him sue the trooper who was the investigator. It was a total failure. Right. Uh, He didn't he didn't put that evidence forward. So that's just another ding on our Missouri highway patrol. And then of course I have the story there. just reposted over of the young man who was bounced out of the boat. I talked to some police tonight. We went down to a parade at the Bushwhackers, Nevada, Missouri, the, the, uh, border wars town and, and, uh, took the kids down in the museum and they had some authentic, uh, artifacts of uh, people that lived back then as a lot of fun, walked around with the kids. And uh, it wasn't a lot of fun though, when they arrested me in court and it cost right? $3,500.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> here my attorney
0: a... even wrote me, he said, Oh, that was a sneaky, ch-. they should have told him I'm not, it's not a violent thing. They should have called him up and said, Hey, and then if I don't show up, of course I'm going to have a warrant. Right. And, and so why wouldn't I, but me and my family could be prepared that it's $3,500. This is, Where we do need justice reform. There's not a lot of talk about that, but that we've got the prisons full of, uh, uh, whites, blacks. Uh, there's, there's probably some of them that could be weeded out and salvaged, you know? Yep. Uh, these, uh, the shootings with the, uh, in Uvalde, Mm
1: -hmm. we need
0: to have some kind of program here in America where the young men and women are mentored to. And then right. if you see someone that's damaged, we can, we can try to get them out of circulation and get them help.
1: Right, right. Well, there's a whole other aspect to these school shootings and the shootings uh, across the country and even uh, parts of the world is people who are on drugs. Uh, many of them have psychotic episodes and they act out violent rage. And a lot and, of these. Sub- know,
0: I gotta inter. I gotta interrupt you here. Okay. You know they had, they had the little girl in front of Congress, the fourth grader, uh-huh. uh, testifying about that they every uh, year since kindergarten they've been practicing active shooter training. And so then all your people that'll say it's fake and it didn't happen, they'll say, Oh, these kids are trained to do it. I believe it really happened.
1: Oh, of course it did. And yeah.
0: I have a daughter that's going to, I have a daughter that's going to be in fourth grade next year. Yeah. And they did the big shakeup because we have the new badger fault. So uh, Mar- uh, Missouri children prepare for an earthquake at school. They prepare for tornadoes, but I have to say, <clears throat> I don't think I'm a totally bad parent, but she never told me, that they do intruder yeah. training. Oh boy. They do intruder they do intruder yeah. training. And I said, What's the intruder training? She said, That's where we all <clears throat> go to one side of the room and pile up the desk. The same damn thing this right. little girl said to Congress. My little girl is practicing and I don't even know it.
1: Right. Right. At well, the public school. This, well, the, the yeah. question the question is, Daryl, uh, the Uvalde school system was practicing this for like eight, nine, ten years. Why did it go yeah. so horribly wrong despite all the practice?
0: Leaving it to the government. I don't <laughs> want the kids. I don't want to see children going to a prison camp. Uh we, and so I asked my daughter, what's the training? I, I told, we were out here in our yard the other afternoon that I had listened to this in the afternoon. I'm stay at home dad. I take care of the kids. So two, three o'clock, it's cooling down. We come out, they were playing and I listened to that and I was like, Lily, come here. And, she, and, and she says, Oh yeah, it's called uh, intruder training. And I said, well, what happens? <laughs> and she said, Oh, the teacher. The teacher gets this thing that's called the angel box. And I'm like, what's the an angel box? And I guess it's like a lock box. And she puts it on the freaking door and somebody's got to come with a second key to unlock it. Maybe that's what they had going on there. Uh-huh. And, and then they're supposed they're supposed to pile up the desk and get over there. And she stands up straight and puts her uh, finger over her lips. and And I said, what's that mean? She said, we're supposed to shut it. <laughs> and I know her teachers, so her teachers probably you know, but I am so pissed off I'm sorry for cursing that these children over here in the middle of nowhere in a royal country school gotta train for that. They do have some pretty good buzz doors, but you could get in the office and get over the you could get over the desk at the office and pass to the secretary. But I bet they're I think it doesn't they talk about the forty billion that that went to Ukraine. We could harden all of our schools for two hundred thousand. I think there's a whole lot of more simple common sense things uh and more community involvement to to target finding an individual like that cuz someone like that's just never going to work in society, you know. Right. Right.
1: And well, yeah, and that's... It used to
0: be okay. But because he wants to wear a dress and he doesn't know what bathroom to go to, uh we yeah. we can't say anything and that's BS.
1: Of course it is. Right. Right. Yeah, well the uh, obviously they don 't uh, the government and the f- big pharma corporations don 't want any connection to drugs being abused to be part of the conversation. I really think you should make that part of the conversation because the fact is that dozens of school shootings have been precipitated by people using prescription drugs, just like the opioid crisis okay it says they well the, the- Henry
0: Folsom, who was shot by Jeffrey Winehouse, he was on Adderall and Prozac. There so. you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> those are
0: crazy drugs. I never took any of those. Uh, yeah. I've drank. Believe me, I've been upset. I mean, there's natural medicines. With that that the, the What's the Bible say? The pharmakea is just – I would always vote no for pharmakea. Right. I think if I was blessed to to win, I, I would meet a lot of people that could uh, – you know interject on 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 the right things for me to do i would always vote concert i would vote like ron paul no to no wars to intervention i would say in the drug war and secure the border i would call, name these terrorist organizations the drug cartels are terrorist organizations that's right. man that's we right that's right we could even do posse com we could do posse comitatus we could get the mayor uh, or not the mayor we could yeah. get the, uh,
1: the sheriff the sure.
0: governor, the governor of Arizona could say, I'm going to give, uh, yeah. sheriffs authority to shoot to kill.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And, and there's a lot of rednecks that are in the rodeo and, you know, they fly right. that Confederate flag. They'll come down there for target practice. When sure the they will. Says that the, the, you can help the military. I mean, all, you just got to shut down, get f- serious about right. it. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke of it, but certainly if it was closed down, I don't. I haven't even seen the last few days how close this newest caravan of people are coming. It's it's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And
0: Joe Biden, the blaming the shipping containers, and it's it's Putin's fault for the gas and uh and and people are just like la 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 la. Gas is five dollars. Diesel's five dollars a gallon here in the Midwest and right.
1: uh, yeah, and there's you going to know? be a shortage of diesel. It's a uh, the stockpile of diesel is uh, shrinking fast, and of course Joe Biden uh, has had made sure that there's a lack of supply. <laughs> That's one reason for the price going up. But main reason is simply inflation, hyperinflation. These
0: people are out of touch too, though. Yeah. Well, we have the petrodollar. It was supposed to be able to be countered. I mean, I'm not any kind of. I put a tweet up, folks. Go to my. Uh, twitter missouri battle flag daryl mclanahan uh follow me try to share uh, uh twitter is so lame and dead you you look at it two weeks and you go back and it's like on the same page it's not alive i like the interactive internet you know yeah but uh uh what was my tweet about energy uh oh i got a yeah. They say good is evil and I think it says on there, uh, inflation is, uh, it's Putin's fault and, uh, a bee is a fish and a gun is a lung blower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a pea shooter. Get a pea shooter. Yeah, Or, or practice that. Uh, well, here, why don't you give your, uh, contact information right away because, uh, you're going to need money and, uh. But, uh, you know, after you do that, uh, you know, just tell us about uh, – I'm not finding your email, so uh, no luck on that. But I did find an article. Really?
0: Did it go to spam or – did it go to spam or something? Oh, it might have.
1: I'll have to Hold check. Hold on, just one yeah. moment. Okay. <clears throat> it's possible it went to spam. So, but uh, the Supreme Court Justice, uh, you know, they, they want to do away with the Second Amendment. That's what all this is about, right? And uh, here's an article – Retro, Retropolis, a Supreme Court Justice's solution to gun violence, repeal the Second Amendment. <laughs> this is May 28th, 2022. And uh, it was just a rumor I heard that the new Black Supreme Court Justice, the, the reason she was brought in was to get rid of the Second Amendment. They might have enough, uh, you know, liberals on the Supreme Court now to get rid of the Second Amendment. Boy, that's going to precipitate World War III here, uh, a, a revolution. American Revolution part 2 if they try to do that but here we go 4 years ago when as now the nation was reeling from the horror of a mass school shooting yeah it's every other week now a retired every week a retired supreme court justice suggested a radical solution getting rid of the second amendment John Paul Stevens Issued the call after 17 people were killed at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Another staged event. We know it was totally staged. In, in fact, uh, the Uvalde episode was a, a carbon copy of the staged event in Parkland, Florida in February 2018. I
0: just don't know not being there. You know, yeah. Suing Alex Jones over Sandy Hook. Right. And I wasn't there. And and uh, if they're right. killing third and fourth graders, and they want to use that on the Second Amendment, we have to have a counter argument for their right. lies of whatever right. it is, and yeah. stripping, stripping the rights from law-abiding. Well, here, uh, free sovereign people of America—that's the whole thing about Amen. America. We're supposed to. Okay,
1: you know, well here's nullification, Daryl. Yeah. Here's, here's what they do in Israel: they arm all the teachers. All the teachers in Israeli schools I know. are fully armed. Well, they have mandatory they have mandatory military services as well and, and at yeah. this
0: point you know there's a big story in Kansas City, Missouri where all the black kids were down there at the plaza and this is a million, million dollar plaza deal that's been there since the turn of the century. They have a bunch of sculptures and and fish and fountains and and Kansas City, Missouri is the city of fountains. They have lots of fountains in the summertime. I gotta take my kids up there and if you go around town, all the little parks they all have fountains and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But uh, they had kids that were loitering down there at the rich plaza and starting fights and just raising hell just being nuisance. Kids down there, teenagers that live in the area, where, and they put a curfew in, and oh, they raised all kinds of hell and cried. But, you know, cars are getting broke into, they're accosting people, they're coming out to a restaurant that costs a hundred bucks a plate, you know, uh, uh, down there. So, so I don't have a problem with some of those kids if, if, if in the schools, uh, we, the constipation, you know, everyone's will do away with the Department of Education. But we have it. We're stuck with it. I say if we want to try to counter these shootings that we invest in, uh, mentoring, not, all, we don't want just some, uh, jerk, uh, retired military or cop to come down there and be a bully to these children. We want them to come down. We don't want one to come down there and molest them or anything. We want one to come down there that will do mentoring and, and yeah. mentor to these, uh, these young boys. Maybe they'll get to go out on a Saturday meet up and shoot a gun and, uh, or, you know, just go out and do some guy stuff, go out and and do, you know, the boating or the boy scout stuff that's all been perverted in America, you know, and, and, but we have to make it. And then when there's someone in there that is having a problem, right? we can single them out. And, and, and I'm not saying black, white, I'm saying everyone's equal. It's America. Everybody gets a chance. I had an interview the other night and the guy asked me, he said, why do you think you, could even have a chance of winning or something, Daryl. And and I didn't want to be a defeatist. So I said, it's America. Everybody gets a chance. Right. And I want to tell people about, I want to tell people about Jeffrey. I want to tell people about what happened to me and my life experience of 54 years here. I've seen a whole lot. I remember the eighties when my dad come home to vote for Reagan and we were going to Catholic school. We didn't have air conditioning. Our house was wide open. Um, we might have had a fan or two, and it was hot. It was summertime in Joplin, Missouri, and and we struggled. We ate. We had food. We never went hungry. I know there's people that have went hungry. So we never went hungry or anything. But my mom and dad always took care of us. But I remember times were were. To, I I think we had this house on Moffat Street in Joplin. They paid twenty two thousand dollars is what the house cost.
1: All right. So this was okay. uh, the
0: nineteen eighties. You know. What's, right. what's that same house today would cost a hundred, you know, it's, Yeah. what they've done. This petrodollar is the key. That's kind of what we were, you were talking about in the article a minute ago. And I think that the, the, the phony Federal Reserve, we had uh, Tucker. I saw Tucker Carlson was talking about uh Janet Yellen was talking about everything except the eco- the economy. She's talking about abortion, gun right. rights. Uh-huh. pride. I, I have this Earhart Radio, this uh, Mondo in the Morning. <laughs> I got a tweet up about him. He's, Mondo in the Morning, he, he's talking about the baby food crisis, and he's given his two-year-old formula. So I had tried to call him. They said, oh, Daryl just hates the police. Right. <laughs> so I, put, I put a Facebook post
1: up. Crooked that said, cops. Uh, Not all cops. Just crooked cops. Yeah, yeah.
0: there's good ones. I just posted a Facebook video where a young man was dumb enough to point a gun at a trooper that getting pulled over a seatbelt. We could do the libertarian argument that, oh, seatbelts, it is a bad law. Uh, uh, Ron Paul was asked on Jay Leno when he was running for president about the seatbelt law, and Ron Paul said it's a good idea for kids,
1: Uh and
0: it's a good idea, but it shouldn't be a law. Right. It should be. I agree. I think it, if, it's just if a money I maker, Senator, you know. I, I it should be a law for uh, any children, right? Okay. So you know they t- this this gun law is safety for children, you know. So of course we should would buckle the kids in. I and I wear it because I know if we crash, you your chances of getting ejected from the vehicle have proven you're better to wear the seatbelt. Now I remember when I was a kid, we rode everywhere. You know they did the arm and none of we were hanging out the back window of the station wagon and. And uh, none of us had seatbelts on. We had to sit down and behave. Right. But uh, there's just no, I don't know, the common sense isn't common. Well, the uh, educational
1: system has been a downhill slide ever since Carter created
0: the DEA. When I got to to 10th grade, I would only... Uh my wife cracked some joke on me about not even going to school or whatever and I and I said I did in 10th grade I would go to auto shop and history right. until they finally kicked me out. That's all I'd go to. I'd go to history class cuz I liked the history teacher. Right. And auto shop. So at that point, okay, look at a kid today that's in high school, 10th grade and maybe what's uh, auto shop? The, the count, he's on, he's only <laughs> going to shop and and uh if that
1: uh, they don't learn in the anything at school.
0: Send, send him down to, the, to wash the police cars. If it's a little right. town, send him down to meet right. the firemen. Send him uh, over to the where they're mowing grass and teach. If, if it's 10th yeah. grade, at 10th grade, I was fit. I started roofing houses. I learned how to drive a, a, a little single-axle dump truck. And i right. uh, get up on the roof and tear the shingles off. I learned how to, to make some money for myself.
1: Right. And yeah. Well, no. Uh, but the welfare state, you don't need to make money for yourself. The welfare state will take care of you, right? It's a
0: shame on America. It's yeah. a shame. We never, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. We, I, my first job, Pittsburgh, Kansas, I, I, I was talking to a lot of people this afternoon. There was a lot of Kansas people. I was passing out camp, campaign information. I put a picture up of me tonight here at Facebook. My wife is supposed to get a picture with me but she's shy of the camera but we took the kids down there and everything to the to the uh bushwhacker days and uh oh i'm having a joe biden right (laughs) Right, yeah well uh, but here (laughs) uh, this when you got poor little kids and right and uh, i met one guy he wanted his rights back he said he's been writing for years and it was right here in this county and and then another guy complimented on my hat he said uh is that a turkey feather or a hawk feather? I said, that's a turkey feather, and it's more than 10 years old I had in this hat. So yeah. my wife don't get it. I said, he recognized I'm a man that knows how to take care of a hat. I got All a right, hat. Right,
1: right. So. Yeah, and, and, uh, and kill a turkey for dinner <laughs> with a gun.
0: Yeah, I right? can kill a
1: turkey for dinner. We got some around here. We got coyotes, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, here. Well, actually, that should be your, one of your campaign slogans is safety for children. OK, the schools are not keeping our children safe. Everything they're doing is designed to make schools penetrable by terrorists. OK, it's obvious. In Uvalde, and you've
0: even I feel like they're damaging my kids too. see. Luke oh, for and Lily, sure. They only went last year. They didn't ever go to this. And they they're teaching this kids Can kin, first kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. I almost don't want them to go next year. If, if I can get U.S. Senate, I'm sorry folks are going to go to a private school. There's a private school up Jeff City Catholic School. Josh Holly, you went to Catholic. I went to Catholic school when I was a kid and there's still corruption and stuff like that and everything. But if I could live in a city where there was one, I'd send them there. They'd learn about Jesus and, and, uh, you know, I don't want them praying to the Pope. Well, what? Maybe for a year rather than a public school or maybe I'll homeschool this coming year. We'll yeah. see how things go. I make oh, yeah.
1: school these. Ch- oh no! The public schools are an absolute <laughs> disaster, total disaster, nothing but brainwashing camps. <laughs> you know, for, damn for, frightening when you know. they. Uh, the, yeah. The, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, listen to this headline: Uvalde school district police chief said he intentionally left his radios behind when responding to the mass shooting because he thought they would slow him down. So what 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 happened? Everybody screams at the top of their lungs, <laughs>
0: man. And if the door, my daughter's room, she's telling me about that angel box. Her room's got windows, right? All the oh. rooms got windows, and they are steel frames, and maybe you can't fit through them, but you certainly could go out there, and and you could see where that uh, <laughs> asshole is killing right. kid and you could shoot through the window and. One guy could shoot. There's a little glass window that they couldn't get through the door. They could be shooting through that doorway. And, yeah, maybe a kid might uh, get. But if they went in right away, maybe it would only been 10 or 19 or or Uh, 18 and one teacher. You have to. And it has to be the Supreme Court has said they don't have a duty to protect. They have a duty to, like, act and follow their policy.
1: Right. But they
0: don't have to they don't have to act upon something. And I think they should, if they're wearing the badge. Right. And, and then also if they disrespect the badge and they do illegal stuff or they, they hurt citizens, they have to have a stiffer punishment.
1: Yeah. So then yeah. we could really, re- <laughs> then we can <could> really respect <laughs> the law, law
0: enforcement. Right. And I do want to, and I talked to one tonight and my daughter had a crabby attitude. She was being <laughs> crabby when she was with my wife and we went over to the police and they said, oh, and I gave him my campaign stuff, and I gave him a paper for Jeffrey. And they said, you want to see the police car? And my daughter was like, ah, she didn't want to see the police car. I said, I wanted to see the police car. Yeah, and, uh, let her so drive it. I talked it. to the guy about the Dodge. She was okay. I gave her my lemonade, and she drank my lemonade. And she's nine years old. She's. I think yeah. it was the heat. We got our first heat wave through here. And then my right. my little boy, Luke, he was just having a tantrum. He's being pretty ornery. And as soon as we got in the truck heading home, he fell asleep.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Needed a a nap, you know. Right. Right. uh... Well, here's another bullet point from this argument. So after he leaves his radios behind, he admits he also said he was unaware students were calling 911 because he didn't have a radio on him. Mm -hmm. Can you believe?
0: All well, the info's out there. I got it posted on my Twitter. I wanted to talk about January 6th, these doors getting opened up.
1: Right, right. Yeah, another invitation. You know what uh. those big doors
0: are called?
1: What, at the, at the some Capitol like building? There's
0: really tall doors in front of the Capitol. They're called Columbus doors.
1: The uh-huh. ones here in
0: Missouri, are, you might have to look it up. I'm pretty sure they're probably Columbus doors, but they... Those doors open up and they only like open them up on like inauguration here in Missouri. And, and they open up into the rotunda of the Capitol. And there's a guy on video that opens those for January 6th. Uh huh. Who the hell is he? Right. Who the hell is he? Why isn't he charged? Right. He let everybody in know the, the big, the, the, uh, it's the ceremonial doors of the Capitol.
1: Yeah, well, who and, was the uh, Uvalde teacher that left the back door open? Propped it open, no less. Yeah,
0: like Uvalde, yeah. 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 All and
1: right. It's not her fault. Yeah, well, it may or may not be her fault. You know, somebody left that door open, another lapse in protocol, right? So they're blaming this on guns when it's actually the school system that's the problem, not the guns, you know. And, uh, yeah, here's, here's another uh, campaign issue for you. Doctors kill more people each, each year in preventable deaths than car accidents and guns combined. Okay. Why aren't they marching on the AMA in Chicago, headquarters of the American medical? So why aren't they marching at big pharma locations for killing 440,000 people a year? Right.
0: Oh, I met a, a Democrat when I was passing out this stuff. I gave her a jury nullification and and she didn't want to talk with her husband kind of did. And and. Uh, right. Right. I figured I, I said something about abortion.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That we have not. I said jury nullification. I, I was like, OK, I'll see if she really is a lefty. Right. And I said, we've, we've nullified abortion here in Missouri with the 10th amendment. And boy, her face just scowled. She just had a scowl on her face. Right. And, and I said, I said, you're for the 10th amendment, aren't you? Uh-huh. And she's like, she's like, Oh, how are you little girl? I said, no, you like killing the babies. Don't you? Right. And her husband was, I could tell her husband's like some whoop guy that's with her. So I'm see, I'm not. I'm yeah. not perfect. I don't you know, I don't I know her. Me. He's, he's <laughs> one of these men that she's in charge. Right. And when I told her that, she she like she puckered her lips and shut up, and we walked on. <laughs>
1: right. Right.
0: She got a negative response from me, and I. If she, if you want to support the baby killing. Right. There's. There's. We could have a debate if the mother's in the emergency room and something's happening you know, and the doctor has to save the mother's life. Okay. But I, I still don't want to know about it. It's like all the queers. I just, I heart radio. So I could listen to the idiot in Kansas city, uh, uh, <laughs> Pete Mondo. And he's a young guy making 90 grand a year and he's feeding his, I sent him a lot of messages saying he's, uh, his baby's going to have a small brain and low IQ because his wife is selfish and doesn't love their children.
1: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, the there's truth. bounce back. Uh, there's, uh, the, the left is beginning to smart because, you know, because of, uh, <laughs> states taking, uh, authority over state rights issues. Okay. Which it never should have left. The Supreme Court ruling in, uh, 1973 was an absolute travesty. Absolutely. Tra- yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's another issue for you that, uh, you know, what causes more deaths? A medical malpractice or guns, and and even with guns, half the gun deaths are suicides. Okay, so you, you know can,
0: Medcram, folks, should go uh-huh. to Medcram. He's a doctor in Los Angeles. Do Los Angeles Medcram,
1: okay? And he put a
0: lot of stuff out on COVID and uh, ivermectin. And the hydrochloroquine water, they tried to say Trump said drink bleach. He did not. He talked about drinking purified water. Right. Uh, And, oh, these people are such liars.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Roger Seholt. Okay, oh. LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not a member of LinkedIn anymore. There's too much trouble. Yeah. So I mean, there's all these issues. You can the left is vulnerable by by statistics, true statistics, right? And so you have to ask a question. Since since medical malpractice and uh, this is behind two other medical uh, you oh, know, med causes cram. of death. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Medcram. That's what I'm telling you. Medcram. Did uh, you're right? You're. Uh, I'm interrupting. You're absolutely right with that. And the MedCram did a talk on these mass shootings, and they conclude with studies they are suicides of people that want to take someone with them.
1: Right. So there's someone who
0: wants emotional support. We, yeah. can get, we can provide that in our community. Churches used to do that. Right. We could do that easily.
1: But the Democratic Party right. is not interested in doing that because they want to take no, our guns away. High, that, purple, right? freaks. I mean, they want any yeah, excuse. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, so, But yeah. what, what what's the problem here? The social services industry, i.e. the welfare state, is doing a lousy job of, of servicing people for their true needs. We right? are the most generous one in the world. That's why they all want to come here. The That's Americans right. Americans are very right. generous. We yeah. love
0: people. We're not a bunch of haters.
1: Yeah. And you could talk. Oh, here's another campaign issue for you. The uh, Appleton, Wisconsin School Board. Uh, instituted a a healthy food program for their students. And ever since they did that, the entire school has become safe. They're better educated. They're calm. Because why? They're not taking drugs from the uh, so-called... AD, yeah, uh, it, told
0: it. what what study was that you you told Appleton, me about some study where they fed the kids all good food and right. they
1: just totally excelled Appleton it. Appleton Wisconsin the town yeah. is famous for that and uh, they're so well behaved right? they're concentrating they don't they eat real food instead of sugar and uh, the lady who who started the program said here the average breakfast of a kid is Kellogg's cornflakes with more sugar, and uh, and then they have ho-hos and ding-dongs. Well, what do you expect? They're going to have uh, attention deficit disorder because they're so wired on sugar, they can't concentrate on anything. So they instituted this program with real food. I tell
0: my kids, yeah, I make my kids drink milk all the time. They, they They get some of the processed cereal, but they do get a lot of good food. They get a lot of fruits and vegetables, and then I get goat's milk for them, and I always offer them goat's milk at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I get like two gallons a week. And sometimes there will be like a half gallon, but I keep it. So if you freeze it, I have I fed it to the children for years, and my wife is Dr. Dutton, who's out in Norway. I post him on my YouTube channel. He's a great guy. He should have you on, Eli, or something. Yeah, He's had okay. a lot of famous people. He's had a lot of famous professors and people. They were talking about the lost, the pyramids and making electric and, and, uh, but he's very much on culture and family and he just did one on breastfeeding. Okay. And, uh, he's done on why, why we shouldn't do in vitro in vitro is a bad idea because those are people, if you can't have a baby, you probably shouldn't, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. Well, it's
1: again, it's diet it's <laughs> like investment, the
0: retarded thing, you right. know? That we can't promote that. It's not eugenics. We're not saying uh, we wouldn't want to. We would never want to destroy one of God's lives. But if you're having yeah, well, these issues,
1: so, and, so Democratic Party you know, doesn't well, believe that.
0: Yeah, he did want He did want about breastfeeding, and clearly the mother needs to breastfeed one year. Right. And that's perfect. That's the and then there's some mothers that have psychi- psychosis. Right. And they breastfeed till the kid two or three years old. They don't want the quit, kid to quit sucking on them. They bought. And the oxytocin. My wife knows all about the oxytocin, being that she's a a little brain. My wife, right? And colostrum. uh, uh,
1: Yeah. Colostrum and mother's milk.
0: They have to have the oxytocin, which is the bonding. And the Spartans, the Spartans would have a nursemaid. They would take the baby away from the mother. The Jews circumcise the baby at seven days after it's already bonded with the mother. The men take it and. Uh-huh. Uh, do the circumcision, and then they bring the baby, and they showed in studies they bring the baby back to the mother, and it doesn't want to bond with the mother. The mother's like, "Why'd you let him go?" The yeah. Muslims do it when the boy is like fourteen, right? They take the boy <laughs> out from yeah. So okay, so we got a lot of crazy stuff like that going on, but the uh, breastfeeding is very important for as far as domestic violence. And then also, uh, I, I I got asked today if I was for the circumcision, and I'm not. I I just don't. Right, right. I, I in the the Bible, I think that was at a time for those to show a sign, but it's not for uh, yeah. today. And there's a it's it's damaging, and I think my two young boys will be much more virile, and that's how God wants them. We don't do that. I don't do that to the. Uh, uh, animal if you want a stallion you do it to the geldings if you don't want the stud horse to breed and right. he's just going to be a worker and ridden you make him a gelding same with a steer that's going to get made into hamburgers you uh-huh. castrate him and then he goes out there and when he's a three or four year old you ship him off to processing he weighs a couple thousand pounds nowadays he brings bring uh, three thousand dollars I don't know what the, what the price yeah. on cows are but they're up there And right. Missouri is second in cattle Texas I haven't had a lot of ag exposure or anything like that, but I was in the future farmers of America when I was a kid. And, and I know a lot about farming just because I'm a redneck.
1: So, right. So, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I know. Vote, vote for the it, I would leave it to the professionals, like a lot of things, you yeah. know, uh, but, yeah. Oh, this, uh, this, this John Kennedy at Louisiana, that, that, no doubt, the military-industrial complex got a hold of him, and he voted to send that forty million to Ukraine. He was on. He sends out a text message <coughs> asking people to send him anything. I'm telling you, if anybody's right. listening to this, you had a couple extra dollars for me and my yeah. family, and and yeah, uh, we could use it. I have the I, I have the address.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give it out. You haven't given it out yet. So it's uh your, your PO box. I know your PO box is seven seven seven. Okay.
0: No, it's just seventy seven. Oh, Shell 77. City, Okay,
1: City, seventy seven.
0: Shell. Shell City, Missouri, six four seven eight three.
1: Six four seven eight three. Okay, so Daryl McClanahan, and you don't have a uh, a committee for a, your election yet, so just make it out to no, Daryl McClanahan. I
0: don't have to. I don't have to have one. I mean, there was a guy in New Jersey that won on like a hundred and fifty nine dollars or something, but right. Uh, I haven't. I haven't received anything that you know, <laughs> like they talk about dark money. Eric Brighton uh, was given a million dollars by the. Owner of Home Depot, and then we have this guy Dan Schultz who's running. They had a they had a debate down here in Springfield, Missouri, and the top three canceled. And I asked, called, and asked if I could speak, and said they let the next three. They let McClowski, Schultz, and this Schultz guy. Somebody's gave him a half a million dollars for TV commercials. Wow! <laughs> Shame yeah. on these people. They're getting people that are programmed. Well, yeah, it's always TV corporations too.
1: Half the corporations yeah. in America are anti-gun. Half a million, yeah. Yeah.
0: I may have an opportunity to be on the Joplin, Missouri radio. I called down there. Okay. And the, the guy that answered the phone knew my dad. My and I said my dad wrote for the Joplin Globe. And he oh said, wow. Yeah, he did. And he, he's a guy that's sixty-six and knew my dad from the Missouri Southern College. And my dad was also on the radio uh doing uh country music gj and rock and roll i are talking like 1977 when elvis died and stuff Uh my dad was on the radio in joplin and he had a friend daryl kingrey and i mentioned that and that guy said oh i did a radio show with daryl kingrey but i think he's passed away now but okay my dad passed away in 2010 but i'm a long time in missouri and i've followed you know i have a, a lot of life experience i i you know, Billy Long's a real estate guy. All these people. I, I had this call for an interview the other night, Thursday night. I'm really hoping it'll be on the Google search and, and it's positive and folks could read it. Uh, yeah, I ain't getting millions. I ain't getting millions of dollars and I, I do care about all of these issues and I would, I would fight for Missourians. I would, when, uh, you know, I talked to there was a lot of lower income people. To where we were tonight, talking to people, and they right. were just regular people, and it <clears throat> didn't bother me at all. And, right? Well, yeah. And, and where is the middle class in America? I mean, what do you got to make to be middle class? You got to make a that, couple hundred thousand dollars. To yeah, be right. Class
1: now. I was just getting ready to say they're they're lower <laughs> class now, right? Who makes that kind of money? You know, not not your next door neighbor. They're gated communities, right? In gated communities. And upper-income uh, communities in big cities—that's that about it, right? Oh, in some posh suburbs, but those, most of those are also gated communities. They, they have to be gated communities to prevent crime from coming right to their doorstep, right? Like that guy in uh, in uh, St. Louis. Who, who fought off the uh, rioters by aiming a gun at him, but now he, he's not pro-gun anymore, right? Because <laughs> he wants to get elected. No, Martin
0: McValsy, No, he yeah. says he's pro-gun. I've been into a few gun stores, and they told me he came in there. Oh, okay. My wife likes to make a joke that he's only about as tall as my throat. He's a yeah. little short man.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, as he, tall as his rifle. He, he had
0: every That's right to counts. point his gun and say, get the of hell off he my did. lawn and my property and get out of here. Right. But he doesn't have the right to plead guilty be an attorney worth several million dollars and not fight them and then go around and tell all the sheep Missouri and people who uh that don't want to inform themselves or get on the internet and look something up or ask somebody that's informed that yeah. uh that he's not for he gave up his AR15. And so you think if he'll give up his own AR-15, you think he's going to argue at the U.S. Senate? He may vote no on some. But, you know, Matthew McConaughey was on Fox News after his passionate. I've got a Facebook post up where he's got all kinds of guns and all the movies glorifying guns, shooting it up and everything. He's probably shot more ammo than me.
1: Right. (laughs) uh, You know,
0: being in the movies.
1: Right. Exactly. So,
0: yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he's full of it.
1: Of course he is. and uh, He's a Hollywood actor. They're all full of it.
0: If these Republicans would just deal with us and give us a slice of the bread. (laughs) It's just a loaf of gun control and give us a slice of the bread. And I heard this from Sean Hennedy. So so I have to to listen to all these people. So I listened to Sean Hennedy. And Sean Hennedy did have it right. He said, yeah, they want a slice of the bread. They're going to come back for another slice and another slice until they got the whole damn loaf and we got no Second Amendment. And tyrannical government will come and burn your house down. Like at Waco, uh, this guy Cliven just died. He was one of the defendants. I got it on my, uh, I got it on my Twitter. I didn't use his name. I didn't say Cliven of Waco died. I said, look up John Lamb. He's a, he actually met him and knew Cliven. So I said, look up John Lamb and go to John Lamb's. Uh, he's a, a Amish guy with 12 kids. He lives in Montana, but he's from Rava, Missouri, the, over at Rolla, right. Missouri John Lamb And he helps the prison ministry And he was just running for Libertarian government And, and he knows the Bundys and stuff And Roger Roots And they just ran for libertar- in the Libertarian Party In Montana And the right. Libertarian Party dropped abortion When okay. I was investigating Seeing being part of the Libertarian Party Before I, I, I joined the Republican Party And I will support The Republican Party clap Platform. I haven't really been asked that, but uh, okay.
1: What was their position the libertarians on? Libertarians have they were the pro, what, pro abortion. I'm sure they were. Yeah,
0: but they're so no, they,
1: no longer. No very longer good.
0: They have now they are pro life.
1: Okay, outstanding. Well, I just sent we you a link. The
0: queer, we got to get the queers out of there. The Missouri yeah. one. I talked to. Yeah, the guy. I won't say his position, but he's a homosexual, and I talked with him because I had to. Right. Right. You know, and you uh-huh. don't want to attack him. And he asked me questions about the Missouri battle flag. And I, I told him about a family member that I have that's mentally ill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, you shouldn't admit that. <laughs> huh?
1: You shouldn't be admitting stuff like that.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? My friend down at Branson, Ronnie Lawson, he's my old turkey friend. If you guys can find the videos out there, you'll find Branson Western Four, and it's Ronnie's turkey hunting. And Ronnie is my, him and his dad's a retired sheriff's deputy. And my ex-wife's dad was being a jerk on our wedding. And he said, you want me to arrest him, Daryl? He's going <laughs> to go over and arrest him because he, he took a swing at me, but he didn't, he didn't hit me. But but uh he said, my friend Ronnie, I met my wife at the furniture store and we used to hunt turkeys and stuff when we lived by there and everything. Didn't want to live down in Branson. And he said, Daryl, uh, I will just tell you how it is. And isn't that how it is since you met me? I always tell you how it is. I don't ever, like, skirt any truth. I want to talk about the truth. I think the truth is the most important thing that we could have if we want to try to be righteous. Because I'm not righteous. I'm not right. I'm fallen, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, most of us are, yeah but uh yeah. but no, but uh, the left doesn't believe in sin they, they believe they can do anything they please because they're always right or I should say correct they're never Not right hell they're, bound. <laughs> they're politically hell correct bound. The, the destruction destruction yes, that's right and so, I do like Mark McClowski
0: but he is my competitor and I have uh-huh. to, uh, I have to say the truth when he says he will fight for Missourians uh, okay you you want to be sucker enough to believe it I hope I could Get in front of you, or somebody hears the message out there that what do do? do, do I have a good argument or not? He gave his AR 15 up already. You think he's uh-huh. gonna fight for you to keep yours?
1: Right, no, yeah,
0: there's gonna set you know, uh, I, I don't get there. Are no one, you know, we did have uh, Josh Holly voted not to send the 40. Billion to Ukraine but I don't know what the fix is in on with these people and everything that vote should have been blocked by the Republican controlled Senate and we should as bad shape as America is and shame on Senator John Kennedy Louisiana he said he voted on it because of uh, American security I think he's full of BS he voted on it for the uh, military industrial complex
1: that's right
0: and And the price and the price of gas ain't going down. So he hurt Louisianans doing that. And now they're all quiet and, and now we're coming up to the primary. Granton's had an ad out today talking about January 6th. And we know what happened at January 6th. I haven't even had the time to watch that show or whatever. I'm not going to waste my time watching that. I'm pretty informed. We have a guy, Isaac Yoder. He lives over here in Nevada, Missouri. Look him up. He was arrested at the FBI. Fine young. Amishman who, uh, locks, he's a locksmith. And if you look up his Google reviews, they'll, they'll tell you he showed up at the people's house, uh, clean dressed, very knowledgeable, unlocked their door. They got the picture with the doorbell deal. Right. And he's been arrested by the FBI. They said at this Vernon County Republicans that Mark McClowski was helping him. And they're not helping him. They had him talk to an attorney over in St. Louis. And his attorney in St. Louis wanted a whole bunch of money they don't have. And so maybe my attorney friend now up in Kansas City has got the information and they're willing to help him. Okay. And and, uh, it's outrageous because he went there and he just carried a flag around. Right. Okay. Yeah. And now he's charged with potentially looking at five or six years in prison. <laughs> and yeah. when I talked to him and told him about Jeffrey's story, he didn't know about Jeffrey's story. And I told him Eric Smith, Eric Smith is also another candidate here for Missouri U.S. Senate. And Eric Smith told Matt Thompson that I don't work in a, in a Missouri sunshine request that was requested. We want the information about Folsom being on Adderall and Prozac. Our current Missouri attorney general answered back. I don't work for you, Mr. <laughs> uh, Thompson, that sent me a sunshine request. I work for the state. And this young man, Isaac Yoder, who was arrested for January 6th, I told him that little story, and he said, he, like, interrupt me. He's like, oh, he works for the people first. I was yeah. like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to
0: call the attorney and know anybody I know to help you. Right. He's a good guy. He's a good man, you know?
1: Well, here, you said you want to talk about uh, who opened the Capitol doors on January 6th, and this is actually yeah. from chicago now.com. Uh if it was a cop, who gave the order? Yeah, because those doors are supposed to be opened only for special occasions, not for yeah. demonstrations, right? And, uh, like if there's a military parade, you know, and the uh, the soldiers march through know, the generation. doors. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, major yeah. major events, right? Videos made available by the defense team of some of those charged for illegally entering the Capitol show that someone from the inside opened the heavy doors to allow the shouting, threatening mob to enter the building. And they they
0: downplay the heavy doors. We're talking about doors that are six feet wide and 30 feet tall. Right. (laughs) Right. It takes, they don't just like, you, there's a little process. I don't know exactly how they open, but they probably have some kind of like old time yeah. safe latch or like a cattle gate would have. It's probably got some kind right. of heavy duty latch or it takes some process to open that for it to unlock it at the top. Yeah. And, and together it's, it's it's a big architectural piece of the building. Right. And it means manifest it means manifest destiny to our state with the capital or with our with the federal capital. It means manifest destiny with an opening to the rotunda where the people meet.
1: Right, right. That's yeah, my yeah.
0: interpretation. I don't know if yeah. I'm correct. But see? <laughs> right. That's my interpretation.
1: Yeah. Well, and then I saw a video of a guy, a very tall guy because he was uh, taller than most of the people there, uh, older, he uh, had grayish blonde hair.
0: It was probably Ukrainian Nazis.
1: They okay. probably brought
0: some Ukrainian well, Nazis no, this guy, over. Right. They right. the doors yeah. to
1: get the American patriots in trouble. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, this guy was yelling very clearly, storm the door, go inside, storm the door, go inside. And he was an agent. Nobody, that person has not been identified. And then they don't talk about the poor woman, Ashley
0: Babbitt, that was right.
1: shot. You know? Yeah.
0: The people yeah. were raising hell. If you watch that video, the people were like storming the Bastille. They were breaking yeah. the freaking door down. They had like, bricks. yeah, well, they had, they like, had, it it had encouragement. Is.
1: They had encouragement huh? from FBI. They had encouragement from FBI agents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the best thing to do would have just let them go on in. And then once they got in, the the seam is blown off. Oh, we're in here and we've, we're here, we've taken a pee.
1: And, and, you know, Stuart
0: Stuart Rhodes, I guess, goes on trial here soon of the Oath Keepers. Okay. Yeah. Well, Uh, I, I haven't been following that, but someone had mentioned that to, oh, the January 6th defendant guy. Right. Isaac Yoder, he he had told, he had reminded me. I'm sure if you followed InfoWars or – Well, I these people have all internet. been framed. I'm going to get out of the backwoods here yeah. if the world don't end. I'm going to get <laughs> the Internet here. Going. I guess yeah. I'll, I'll be following 20 or 30 – I really do try to follow the news. And, well, you have to. You uh, have to keep,
1: keep abreast of the current news, right? If you're going to run for office, you got to know oh, yeah. well, how the oh, mass so media is bad. lying. Yeah. There's so much
0: fake news,
1: that's right, yeah, you got to point that out to people how fake it really is, okay so uh, so uh, so supposedly the huge doors could only be opened from inside using a special code only available to the cops. so did someone order that the doors be opened? Was that someone in authority?
0: Well, the FBI, they come in there, the secret <laughs> service, I'm sure right. they, it, that's all they're releasing to us. But I'm sure the Secret right. Service and the FBI have those numbers easily.
1: Right. Well, it has to be capital security because they're the only ones. They're the police in charge of that whole area. No, Nobody, the FBI has no say. It's the capital police. Okay. So it had to be somebody with capital security who opened that door. Has to be. Okay. So was that someone in authority or someone who reports to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi who was in charge of capital security? Okay. Do you smell a frame-up, folks? Of course it was a frame-up. Hey, go to my channel. Go to
0: my channel, Daryl McClanahan for U.S. Senate Facebook. And if you go back, you'll find the Edward Bronstein story, the white man. Well, he was a Latin American. He looked like a white man. And he got a DUI in California, and you're forced to give your blood. If you say, no, I'm not giving you my blood, they'll hold you freaking down and take your blood. Right. You have a right to do refusal in most states and the refusal means an automatic 1 year. But if you're not trashed and legal <laughs> advice would say if you're not trashed and you just got pulled over for one or two beers, if you let them take your blood or your breath, you're and you know you drank, you're going to lose your license anyway, you're going to pay big fines. Right. And and everything so the best thing to do is say I respectfully request not uh, uh, I uh-huh. respectfully deny uh, I I'm not going to do it
1: okay, refuse right. decline request yeah you
0: do a refusal and it's automatic one year suspension in Missouri but you'll you'll have your license suspended for one year and you'll pay a fine and then you'll be all done but if you get a DUI it'll be a DUI on your record forever so there's, right. it, it's just really uh, so in California though, they want your blood. Just like in any shooting, I think all 50 states, in any shooting, if you shoot and kill somebody, they want your blood, which I agree with. Cause right. this is how we know that the officer that shot Jeffrey was on my own. You know, if I shot somebody, oh, he had drank a beer or something. So did that a judge, did, does that go into the formula of, 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 did I do something egregious? Did I, uh, or yeah. was, I just defending myself. So what if the person so what if so what if I say so what if Henry Folsom was on Adderall and Prozac and uh, Jeffrey jumped out of the car and pointed his gun at us and said, I'm going to kill you guys. I would say, Yahoo! I'm glad he shot him. Uh, yeah, right. and I wouldn't care that he was on Adderall or Prozac, that that, right. that he had mental issues and he defended him and his partner's life. Right. You know, because we do <laughs> have to have police. But when mistakes are made, we cannot have it hid and then railroad someone like Jeffrey to prison for 30 years. And and I did have a gentleman tonight when I was talking to people. He said he had had a felony and wrote. And I said, oh, I could tell you a story. I had a friend in Colorado who was a military veteran, and he had bought food stamps from a black girl who was a federal snitch. She come into it he had a used car lot and she come in the used car lot and she sold him some of the paper food stamps he gave him like 50 cents on the dollar or whatever well right after he bought him the fbi came in and arrested him and he said they put the handcuffs on him and they took him to denver and he felt really mistreated over it right it was like a it was like a sting and he ended up pleading guilty to a felony Wow. And he couldn't own a gun. He couldn't own a gun the rest of his life.
1: Wow. Yeah. And
0: I'll tell you, folks, he did have a gun. He had a three fifty seven at his desk all the time. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't think he traveled in his truck with a gun. And his sons, he would show me pictures. He said, oh, look, me and my boys are hunting, Daryl. There's the campfire. Right. See, the guns are over there. The guns are over there leaning against the tree, you know, leaning right. against something at the campsite. And he's all. You know what? My hands aren't on him. But he wrote every president. He wrote like Bill Clinton. He wrote everybody. And he was really incensed over it. And he wanted to get his rights back. And I think he should have got his rights back. Right. He shouldn't have been barred. He shouldn't have been barred for his entire life. And so there's things like this that are common sense that, you know, right. are real. And, and that shows that these laws are tyrannical and they just take rights away from good people because he was a really good guy. I had the answer, I was on the message for years and, and I was homeless and getting divorced and had a hell of a time at one point in my life. And, and, uh, Mike Tittle and he had a son when we were all young, when he owned that car lot, he had a son that was in a spin out coming back from skiing in a little Fiat and he got killed. Oh boy. And then years later, I lived up in Montana and he had a daughter. And the daughter let a girlfriend drive, and they were on the icy road in Denver, and a mail truck hit them and killed them both. And so wow. he had four kids, but so we had two boys that survived. The two boys are probably still alive, and he's passed away. But huh. you know, he bought okay. some food, he bought some food stamps in a sting, and and then he's like uh, a felon the rest of his life, and, and it was right. very unfair. And he he was a really good. Uh, yeah I had a desk, yeah he, he had an office there, and I could go there where the office was. I could sleep if I had to. He didn't really want me sleeping there, but if I was in town and I needed somewhere to go, I had a key to the office, I could get in there and yeah, he had these Mexicans he had these Mexicans next door working on cars and stuff once, and I was out there, and these Mexicans come over and asked me if I wanted a beer. I was like no and <laughs> and, and, and then and then Mike was like. Get, he's like Daryl. That's our culture, man. You yeah, have a have right. beer with them. They'll do anything. They'll do anything yeah, in the world. Yeah, be one you? of the boys.
1: Like, <laughs> be an amigo. <laughs> you gotta be an. You have to be an amigo. Be like the Mexicans, yeah, be an right? Amigo. And they detailed <laughs>
0: cars and stuff like that and everything. And then I took cars the auction right. and back, and and right. he'd always try to buy Cadillacs because he'd say the guys that uh, you know people want to buy a Cadillac don't have the money for one. But they want to look good, so he right. sold a lot of Cadillac and he had trucks. But he right. plowed snow in the winter, and, you know, you meet people like that in your life, and you know their story. And, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, tyrannical government took his rights away, and he had served as a young man in the military. He was a military veteran and re- and grew up in New Jersey, but he liked the mountains and Colorado so much. He'd go in the weekends cutting firewood. I went with him a few times drinking we, we cut firewood and drink drinking. Drinking, cutting and firewood,
1: we, and shooting off fireworks, hold, right?
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, we load a okay. three-quarter ton, three ton Ford truck down as high as you can with yeah. a bunch of uh, chainsawed wood and right. okay. drinking some Bud Light and... Yeah. Come back to right. Colorado Springs, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only
0: one or two. Only yeah, yeah. one or two. Not that right? past that legal okay. limit, but. Right. But, well, here one, Nancy one more. Nancy Pelosi back to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's husband got a DUI. You think they held him down and freaking murdered him and no. the news? They murdered this. Yeah. They murdered Edward Bronstein. Right. Edward Bronstein was held down for a blood draw. And he said he'd give it, and there's no reason to use that ex- that much excessive force when you have six grown men. Right. Six exactly. Six grown men who can hold you down and tickle you with the feather.
1: Okay. Right. Right. That's right. And, That's right. And,
0: not kill, and not and not, and not fricking squeeze the life out of you and kill
1: you. Right. Yeah, but it's he's exactly. an elite Democrat, right? Married to uh, Nancy Pelosi, of all, and the one who oh, allowed yeah, yeah, yeah. all those kid, people in. Him, sure. Right. Uh, okay, well, best of luck to you, Daryl McLanahan. Uh, it's Daryl McClanahan for uh, Cong- uh for Senate uh, at Facebook, Missouri U.S. Senate. You have my address. Uh, yes, repeat it because my phone we're...
0: number, folks. My phone number and email are, pl- are public. Uh just look me up. Daryl yeah. McClanahan, Shell City, Missouri, PO Box.
1: Okay, uh, 77.
0: seventy-seven. You can find the you can find the zip. It's uh, PO Box yeah. seventy-seven. Shell City, right. Missouri, and yeah. we're going to try to start okay. a, a give and go. Yeah, if you give me anything, it'd be greatly appreciated. I am struggling with the legal fees. Right. Okay. Of,
1: uh, of, All right, of, folks. Other stuff. Yeah, he'll thank be the so be, much, he'll be the Eli. best uh, senator in America, <laughs> no doubt. All right, <laughs> thank you, Daryl. Take care. Yeah, we bless you. Thank All you, right. Man. Okay, folks. Thanks for listening. Listen. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye, bye, everybody.
0: free people who've never